Uh, this morning, um, we uh, are actually celebrating Pentecost Sunday. Did you all know that? So, so today is Pentecost Sunday, and how appropriate that we are in this sermon series talking about the Holy Spirit. Pentecost Sunday is named for the reason that it comes 50 days after Easter. Pentecost Sunday. And it actually celebrates uh, a number of other things, but this Sunday is in recognition of something that Jesus promised to his disciples in the upper room. Gone over these passages before John 14, 16, I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. So just as God promises, God sends the Holy Spirit. Um, God keeps his promises. Is that good news? God is never too early. God is never too late. He keeps his promises. And listen to what happened. Right after his ascension, Jesus reiterates this promise to them as if to reinforce once again, Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And can you just pay attention for what comes next? Because we're going to be talking about this in the next couple of weeks. We're talking a lot about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and what he does. But I want to make a point and highlight that when Jesus says, this is why the Holy Spirit is coming, what comes after is critical. And why are they empowered? For you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And this is huge, and we're going to come around to this again and again and again. They are empowered, they are filled with the Spirit for mission. To be witnesses. And we've been talking a lot about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And he guides and he comforts and he leads and all that stuff. But I'm telling you, when we see scripture, he empowers and fills people for mission. To be his witnesses. And we're going to see the implications of that in the next coming weeks. Then 10 days later, this happened. Acts 2, one. when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Literally, it's as if they were in the midst of a tornado. So this isn't a soft, gentle breeze that came and swept this room. We're talking about, anybody been or near a tornado? Some of you guys, okay. I've never been in near a tornado, but I was actually in an island where there was a massive typhoon. That's another word for hurricane, by the way. When I served on a small island called Guam in the middle of South Pacific. What it's like when there's 110 miles per hour winds crushing against that building or that room that you're in. Imagine that. That's what's happening. As the Spirit comes, verse 3, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. 
And as the Spirit fills the disciples, Peter preaches his first sermon. And from the record of it, it took like five minutes. And this is what it says. Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, this happened. Verse 41. Then those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Two significant thoughts for today as we lead up to Amber. I'm giving Amber some time to just get ready. So the two thoughts as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday and get ready to hear from our sister. Number one, as we've been talking about throughout the next four, last four weeks, the Christian life isn't just difficult. The Christian life is impossible. It's so difficult and so hard that only one guy managed to pull it off perfectly. And he did it so well that we named it after him. The Christian life, as we've been talking about, unless, unless this hits you and is weighty on you, you'll never understand the Christian life. The Christian life as God intended is only possible when the Holy Spirit who lives in us lives through us this life for us. The Christian life is only possible when the Holy Spirit who lives in us lives through us this life for us. And Jesus is so convinced of this that he tells his disciples, don't move. Don't lift a finger. What about all those people that don't know you? Don't move. Don't lift a finger. What about all the millions of orphans that need to be uh, adopted? Don't move. Don't lift a finger. What about all the hurting and broken? Don't move. Don't lift a finger until you have received the power from on high. Why? Because with him, you'll be able to do more in one day then you will be able to do in 10,000 lifetimes on your own without him. Let me say it again. With him, you will be able to do more in one day than you will in your own strength in your entire lifetime. So he says, wait. Don't move. Wait for the Spirit. And the Spirit comes. By the way, I love the fact that Peter is the living testimony of Jesus saying, my spirit in you, way better than me beside you. Why? Peter, with Jesus beside him, fearful, cowardly, denies Jesus. With the Holy Spirit inside of him, he preaches a sermon. 3,000 people come to know Christ. This day we remember, we cannot do this Christian life on our own. Can I get an amen? You can't obey God without the Spirit. You cannot understand the Word and apply it without the Spirit. You can't be the wife, the husband, the mom, the dad without the Spirit. You can't do a thing without the Spirit. Breathe in. (gasps) Come on. I can't. Breathe out. But you can. Think about the temptation that you struggle with regularly. Breathe in. I can't. Breathe out. But you can. Think about that person that you can't love right now. Breathe in. I can't. Breathe out. But you can. I can't. 
acknowledge, I can't appropriate, but you can. The Christian life as God intended. The second significance for today is that many scholars recognize that today, Pentecost Sunday, is the day that the church was born. The church, the universal church that you and I are a part of and get joined the moment we receive Christ as a Lord and Savior was birthed on this day with the 3,000. 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says, Just as body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form this one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. And this is hugely significant because throughout the book of Acts, we see God fulfilling his promise to reconcile, to redeem, and to save all of creation through the church. The church becomes God's instrument for his redemptive work as we see men and women filled and empowered by the Spirit, preaching, healing, embodying, and demonstrating the kingdom of God among a lost and broken world. And the picture of the church is awesome. It's beautiful. It's not perfect by any means. It's a church, though, that seemed to understand this dual mission as God's instrument. One, to embody the gospel, to demonstrate the gospel. To embody the gospel, to demonstrate the gospel. By their life together, the early church invited the watching world, the unbelieving world to come and say, here's a completely counter-cultural way of being. We want to show you a way of life that the city of Chicago would look at and go, now that's how a city ought to be. We want to show you a way of life by the way we love for one another, by the way we care for one another, by the way we forgive and learn and grow and meet each other's needs, by the way we just live together. We're watching the world to see, come and see a glimpse of the kingdom. Come and see a slice of heaven on earth. And by their life together, the early church was demonstrating the rule and reign of God. But it didn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. They understood that their mission wasn't just to embody and say, come look. But their embodiment and come look had an outward focus, and that's to demonstrate the kingdom. They understood that their life of going deeper in community with each other wasn't supposed to stop there. Their community of going deeper into each other was so that in deeper into community, it would result in them going further out in mission. Deeper in community, further out in mission. We care strength to strengthen each other and encourage each other so that we could go further out in mission. We don't just go deeper in the community for the sake of going deeper in the community, but the intention of saying we want to embrace the heart of God, the heart of God that says I leave the 99 in safety in the fold to go after that one that's lost. We go deeper into community so that we will be strengthened and encouraged and empowered to go further out in mission. There's a so that. And the church understood that their community life together was meant to be so that by empowered strength they can go further out into a hurting and lost broken world. A church that's contracting and expanding. Contracting and expanding. A church that understood that their mission wasn't just to embody but to demonstrate the work of the kingdom. 
And again, we go back to the words of Jesus, his last words. What's the point of them being filled with the Spirit? He says, you will be filled so that you can be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. And that's at New Community. When we've been at our best in the last 12 years, that's when we're at our best. It's when people from all walks of life are coming together deep in the community, embodying the values of the kingdom so that they could be empowered, filled, strengthened, enabled to go further out in mission, the mission that God asked for them. That's when we're at our best. And this morning, we get to hear periodically in the life of our church, and we want to do this more regularly, men and women in the life of our church, who their testimony embodies this call on the life of our church and the life of any church. This morning, we get to hear from one of our own. Her name is Amber Adams. And I'm going to invite her up. We're going to hear her story. She's super nervous, so we're going to pray for her, okay? And I see that her uh, community small group is sitting right up here in the front pew, which I appreciate. So as she comes up, give a warm, thunderous applause to our sister Amber. you you're the first person ever that's brought a box of tissues after sharing okay good morning amber let me see make sure it's on okay let's jump right in okay so something happened uh, a few weeks ago in the life of your family that impacted you greatly what happened and, and, and share a little bit with us about those people over there came around you. So about two months ago, um, it was a Saturday night. I got a call from my older sister uh, telling me that my little brother. Had got shot multiple times. And he was in the hospital in surgery. Um, just like for the past three or four years, like my brother, my little brother has just made some really poor behavior choices in life. Um, he's got involved with drugs and just some of everything, and <clears throat> just was at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people, and he got shot. And um, it kind of just shook up my whole world, my life. Um, and I just don't know what I would have done 
a lot of the people in my small group um, just carried me the whole time, still carrying me. Um, I know they mean the world to you, but let's back up a little bit, okay? Tell us a little about yourself, where you grew up, <clears throat> what brought you to Chicago? Um, so I grew up in southern Illinois, um, Belleville, Illinois, which is really close to St. Louis, Missouri. Um, grew up um, two middle-class parents who just worked hard and loved Christ. Um, my parents, before they accepted Christ, um, they were big-time drug addicts, and that's part of their testimony. Um, so they came to accept the Lord and just... Uh, raise us up that way. We were part of the Church of God in Christ organization, Kojic, a Pentecostal traditional mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like very strict, just very strict, mm-hmm. sheltered upbringing. Um, and yeah, so I accepted Christ like early on in my life, as I can remember. Um, but that was that was a struggle in itself. It was hard. Um, just throughout my teenage years, and then, you know, I said, you know, they say never say never, but then I went to college and did some things I said I would never do, so that was a whole struggle during those years, and um, just, I, and then I ended up transferring schools because I needed a fresh start, um, and, and ultimately, after I graduated college, um, I relocated to Chicago for a job. And um, during that time, it was just tough. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have many family here at all, much family here at all. I have some cousins that live on the west side, but besides that, that's it. Um, I was lonely. It was, it was really lonely for me, um, isolated, um, didn't, didn't just have anyone to talk to about anything. And it was a time when it was really hard on me. Like, me and my father didn't have a great relationship. Uh, my mother had passed away just months before. Um, she died of stomach cancer. She got sick in June and was gone in August. Um, and that was my best friend. Um, so I moved here in Logan and I was going to a church way out south just because, uh, when my sister lived here, that's where she was going. That's like the only thing I knew. So I went there. It was a mega church, huge. Um, and it was just hard getting, you know, connected, getting involved. Um, and I wasn't really making a lot of money because like the job was like an internship program. Mm. Um, so I was broke like all the time. <laughs> and so I just didn't have the money to, I didn't have the gas money to like drive all the way out there one Sunday. And so like, I just grabbed my computer and was like, okay, Google, figure it out. <laughs> and, um, I just Googled like churches near 60647 and Newcom was the first church that popped up. And I was like, yes, Google. Um, and then, um, I was a little late for service though, <laughs> but I walked in. It's Okay. Majority of the people are. That's nothing new. Right. Oh. Oh. You were just on time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Right on time to hear yep. what I needed to hear, I guess. And I walked in, and um, I just remember the cross, and I just remember the cross, and, you know, I think that was, like, the first time I've ever seen, like, an Asian man preach that hard. Like, you was just... <laughs> Probably the first time I've ever seen an Asian man preach. I don't know. But you were just um, yelling and screaming. 
He was on fire, though. He was preaching. <laughs> and pointing to the cross. And, pointing, and I think, and it just, it was a gospel message. And, you know, I had, was raised in the church. Every day I was at church, it seemed like every evening it was something. And, but that moment, like, I mean, the gospel and the word just penetrated my soul so deep. And, like, I understood it. Like, never, like I had never, you know, understood it before. Um, Cause just like looking at the cross in the church, like I was broken a lot during my spiritual journey with, with God. Mm. Um, and like from the moment I walked in this church and just like heard that message, it was just like I could be free in my journey. Mm. And then, you know, just wasn't back and forth on again, off again, like um, angry, just bitter, just at odds with God at, at times in my walk. Mm. Um, and so you know, I was like, man, it's, it's, it's something. I don't know. I was just, it was just something so powerful. powerful. Um, so that was a Sunday. And then that Tuesday, I was in a small group mm-hmm. um, and been with the, the same family, friends, in my small group since then. Mm-hmm. Amber, what was your impression when you walked into the church and you noticed, because you had grown up in a black church, mm-hmm. What were some of your thoughts and impressions the first Sunday you walked in? Um, honestly, I was amazed because, like, I was, I was, you know, grew up in a black church, yeah. and it was just a different, you know, style of worship. Like, I had never worshipped with, you know, Koreans, mm-hmm. Chinese people, Japanese mm-hmm. people, white people, Mexican mm-hmm. people. That wasn't, you know, the thing for me. I just mm-hmm. didn't do it. I just didn't know. So it was just, I was like, oh, my God, like, they love the same God I love. They worship the same God mm-hmm. I, I worship. Mm-hmm. They crying out mm-hmm. to the same God I'm crying out. And it was just, I mean, it was just so, like, it was like a moment, you know, awakening for me. I was like, God is just so big, and he's just so gracious, and he's just so powerful. And I'm just, I mean, it was just an experience just to know and love God on a deeper, more mm-hmm. deeper level than I had ever known him or experienced him. Um, yeah. Then you enter this small group on Tuesday. First time. What are you hearing? What are you sensing? What are you feeling as you nervously walk into this group of people that you've never, you've never right. met before? Um, I didn't really know what to think, yeah. but I just knew I wanted some friends. <laughs> I know I was tired of being lonely. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm going to go. And so I was a little, um, I was anxious you know, self-conscious, like, you know, what they're going to think, what I'm going to think. <laughs> um, and I remember just going in, and um, now I know, because when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the front door, they have, like, a, you know, the shoe place where you can take off your shoes. And it was, like, cold. It was, like, February, and it was, like, icy and snow and wet. Yeah. And I had these big boots on. Um, and the member at the time, you know, she greeted me, and she was, like, very friendly and warm. And she was like, come on in. Um, and she didn't pay no attention to my shoes or anything. Um, and then, like, halfway toward the end of the group, I'm, like, look down. Everybody else, like, barefoot with socks on. <laughs> and here I am, like, my footprints all over her house, like, with my big, like, muddy boots. And I'm just like, oh, man, they're not going to invite me back. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am today, like, still, I'm back. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. But it was, it was good, like. It was just something there that, that Tuesday evening that I had never um, experienced. Like, these people, like, look different and from all different, you know, ethnic groups and backgrounds, and yet they was, like, so intimate. 
And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, what? Um, and so I wanted to know more about that. Like, I wanted that. Um, and that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah, like, just the, the Christ, the hope for all of us. Um, and that's just something I hadn't experienced since then. So, yeah. As you've gotten to know your small group and your community group, how have they helped you in your spiritual journey and your spiritual growth in terms of you being a follower of Jesus? Um, they just, like, encouraged me so much. Um, just like a family to me. Um, you know, like, I've been through so much with my family and my siblings and... Um, you know, it was a lot of times I was confused. I was angry at God. I just didn't understand things, um, understand why things were happening. Um, times I didn't want to pray. I couldn't pray. Um, and they just carried me. They just carried me so much. When I wasn't praying, they was praying. When I didn't have hope, they had hope. They just kept reminding me of just how good God is through it all, how good he is. I think just being able to do life with them and, like, you know, me to share my story and them to share their stories, I realized that God don't make no mistakes. Mm-hmm. He don't make no mistakes. And through it all, he got our backs. Yes. You know, there's times I would shelter group so broken and just so like man like come on God like you know I just didn't feel his presence but he was with me and they would share and I'd just be like God you're good like through it all you know like he's always working behind the scenes always working behind the scenes um and even in times I didn't I didn't think it was no way out I didn't know how to help my brother I didn't know how to be a good sister be a good daughter like, it was like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. But he was like, you know, I want to put the right people in your life at the right time to carry you through. And just remind me that um, that I'm good, good through it all. And, you know, I was reminded a couple of weeks back that, you know, with my brother and everything that's been going down, like, God is with him. Like, you know, his relationship with Christ might not be my relationship with Christ. It might not look the same. Um, You know, there might be some different, you know, levels of intimacy or whatever that looks like, but he's with him. Um, And like I said before, like knowing the gospel, like I know it, like I would look at the cross and I would just feel so broken and feel like I could never achieve salvation and I could never do enough good things and, you know, walk a good Christian life. Um, And now I look at it and it's like, God, you see me blameless, spotless, sinless, and I can look at my brother now and be like, you know, like, yeah, today wasn't a good day. You know, months ago wasn't good. Years ago wasn't good. But God looks at you now, and he loves you so much, mm-hmm. you know, and I want you to walk in that, mm-hmm. and I want you to believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's come from these people that I'm doing life with um, that pray for me, that spend time with me, that encourage me, that just help me see God. Um, like, I knew God was big, but now, like, we on a whole other level. Like, <laughs> you that dude, like, he's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 
when we've talked, Amber, one of the things that just blesses me, encourages me, is your clear love, love for the gospel and for Jesus. Why is it so powerfully at work in your life? Why is that so meaningful and important to you? Why do you love the gospel and who Jesus is so much? Uh, I mean, because without him, I mean, I would just be nothing. Like, I mean, he's, he's just like, man, it's like a friend, like a friend that I've never had. Like, he's just like always got my back. He like always, like, you know, like, I made some mistakes and I've done things and it's just been a hard journey, a hard life. Um, and I've lost a lot um, and experienced a lot. But like through it all, like his grace and his mercy is just like overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know. It's so overwhelming. Um, and when I can like look toward the cross and just see the glory and just see how he loves me and how he want to use me, mm-hmm. um, you know, how like... I walked in this church, you know, not even with friends that look like the friends I have now, not even with relationships that reflect the relationships I have now. Um, just so empty inside. Um, just, just trying my best and thinking I was failing every day, but trying my best to love a God that is so much bigger, is so much greater than I know him to be today. Um, I walked in there, here, you know, like that. And now, today, like, he used little old me, you know. I still get it wrong on a daily. Um, but he just, he loved me so much to use me and to, you know, for me to be here today and, like, you know, be a witness to how he's worked in my family and be a witness to the people that have, like, held me up and just been there for me. Um, like, I'm so humble. I'm so humble by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm just thankful because without God, like, I tell people, like, Without God, these relationships would not happen. Like, these people would not be in my circle. Like, it's just, it's the truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm just, it's, yeah, he's good. How are you doing now? And how are things with family? How is your brother doing? Uh, things are still, you know, work in progress. Um, but God is good. Uh, I talked to Crane a couple of days ago. That's my brother. Um, and for the first time in years, he told me he loved me, and he's alive. He's alive. I'm just, you know, so thankful for that, that he's alive, only by the grace of God. Like, there's been so much going on, like, so much that I've shared. I didn't know if he would make it the next morning. I didn't know, you know, if he would get hurt or what he would do or when he would do it or how bad he would do it. Um, but he's alive, and I know it's because of the prayers. Like, people praying for Crane that he don't even know, that I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't even live in America. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just, I'm just so, so thankful to the people that God allowed to just come around you um, and just really lift you up, you know, really just, yeah, help you when you, you feel like you can't help yourself. But um, he's good. He. He, like, underwent two surgeries so far, but he can walk. Um, and he have, you know, most of the mobility in all his limbs. And um, he's looking forward to school and work. Um, 
And so I'm just, I'm just so thankful. It's a miracle. It is a miracle. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to kind of preach a little bit and, and say a word of encouragement to our congregation, to our church family. Some who are part of small groups and in community and some who are not. What would be your encouragement to them about the importance of what community has meant for you and your small group has meant for you? Man, it's, it's just meant everything. Like, I can't... Like, these people, like, where they come from? <laughs> <laughs> It's family, you know, like, they pray for my family. <laughs> they pray for me. Like, I'm so thankful to be connected to these people. Um, life is hard. Life is hard. Um, but I felt like at times, like, I was losing hope. I was slipping. Like, I fought so hard um, and just wasn't free. You know, it wasn't, fr- you know, freeing at all. But I'm connected with these people, um, and there's hope, you know, you know, even when, you know, ups and downs of life, ups and downs of my journey, like, I have hope now, um, and I just have a greater understanding of who God is and how he works, um, and his mercy and his grace, and just, like, okay, so, like I said, I walked in this church on Sunday, and that Tuesday, I was at somebody's door, like, just do it, like, just get there, <laughs> um, Cause I mean, they just, I mean, I've grown so much like as a person and just in my spiritual, you know, walk with Christ, um, just learned so, so much. Um, and yeah, the relationships were like none other, like none other. Like I was sharing with the pastor, um, like when everything went down with my brother, like I couldn't count on one hand people to call and pray for me. Mm-hmm. And and now, like, I have so many people, so many people that's praying. I know they're praying. Mm. You know, it's one thing to, like, just share for people to know your business um, and you feel some type of way about that. But to share and you know that these people love you, they love your family, they love your brother, and they believe in a God who saves, a, a God who, right. who right. steps in and works miracles. And that's what he did. Yes. Um, that's what he did. So... Man, I don't, I don't know what I would do without these folks. I really don't. Um, yeah, they got my back, so. They do. They do. In a moment, I'm going to have you guys come on up and pray, okay, with and for Amber. Small group. Um, Can I issue a, a, a challenge for, for our church family? Cece, you can come on out. Get ready for communion. Um, go ahead and take out your green connection cards that's in your bulletin. Take it out right now, everybody. Everybody take it out, okay? And I am literally asking for 100% participation. I don't care if you put in an empty, unwritten thing, but you're supposed to anyway because we recycle in the offering bag. But I'm hoping that every single one of these will be filled with one of two things. One, if you are somebody who is not 
in a small group. If you are somebody who is not connected in community with anyone in this church, my utter plea and encouragement to you is that in the next three months, starting in June, as we launch new groups, that you would become a part of one of these groups. We have been praying with and for you that our church would be a church in which every single person could look around and go, I'm doing life with them, 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 and them. Let us know that you'd like to be a part of a small group. And you see the brochure with the number of small groups that are available for the next three months. Do it today. Secondly, They're on the card. We've always had space for prayer requests and praise reports. Will you take this time today? I mean, if if, if Amber's testimony to me this morning has meant one thing, it's the power of prayer. Amen? I was there that Sunday when Amber shared with their small group. They were there in the back, about seven, eight folks, praying with her and for her. And I'll never forget that imagery. And then, of course, hearing her testimony of what her, her, her community has meant in terms of praying for her. And the power of prayer that's meant in her life. Will you take this time? If you've never filled one of these out before, fill out a prayer request. Perhaps for a family member, friend, loved one that doesn't know Jesus. We get these regularly. You've never filled it out. Write their names on there and ask us to pray for them. Do you have other prayer requests that we could join you and pray for? Will you take this time to fill that out with a prayer request or a praise report? And you could put that in the offering bag as they come through towards the end of the service. At this time, Amber, where's your small group at? I'm sorry, I figured. Will you guys come on up? Smug family, if you just surround Amber, come around her. Closer, yes. Come on, don't be shy. You love this sister. And ask one person you're smug up to pray for Amber. Especially for a brother and future going forward. Somebody want to volunteer to do that? Just look at me. Somebody want to volunteer to do that? Church family, join us as we pray for this sister. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being here today. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you for bringing Amber um, to Newcom. We mm-hmm. thank you for all the growth um, mm-hmm. and the blessing that she's been to each and every one of us. Lord, she's taught us so much about who you are. Jesus. And uh, we've been so blessed by her, Lord. We praise you. We thank you for her leadership in this group as well. And we thank you, Lord, that... Um, when she was going through a hard time, Lord, she had your spirit in her saying um, that she believes that your yes. work in Creighton isn't done yes. yet. And that was yes. the day after he was yeah. shot, Lord. So we just praise you for her faith. Uh, we thank you for the impact she's had um, in this place and in our lives. 
And we ask that mm. you who have began a good work, Lord, that you would continue to bring it to completion. Mm -hmm. um, and that, Lord, for the rest of us here, that you would, uh, that your presence would be with us, um, that you would teach us to live um, as you've taught your early church to. That's right. Um, through your spirit That's and through right. community. And Lord, we can all right. um, attest that we have become closer to you as a result of the fellowship that's been around us. So we pray that upon everyone here, Lord, and the rest of our church body. Yeah. And Lord, um, for Amber, as she continues, um, that you would continue to grow her, guide her, and give her strength on a daily basis yeah. as she talks to Creighton, um, as she is a good um, daughter to her dad, and as she continues to support him and to the rest of her siblings, Lord. And we pray in faith through your holy uh, name. Amen. Amen. Church, can we just clap and give praise to our God for the work that he has done? Thank you, guys.